Hey, mate. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, just having a beer, mate. Mate, it is 10.30 and we're recording an episode. We're about to record an episode. I don't see the problem. You don't see a problem with hey, opening a beer? It's, it's, what even are you drinking? It's Colonial Pale Ale. They're the, the new sponsor of the show, mate. So of course, are they? Yeah. Do you don't think I can drink beer, being an athlete? No, well, yeah, you're allowed. You're Am allowed. allowed? Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll allow one for you. A one. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna have one now. Have a look at that. We are about to record too. You know that. So just it'll it relaxes be, you, do you reckon? It'll be a better podcast, I reckon. Yeah, better one. Yeah. Better with the pale ale. Thanks to Colonial Brewing Co for sponsoring the pod today. Thank you, Colonial. For those of you who may not know, it's pros and cons time. Mr. Smith? Hey, who's that? David Zakopakarakis. Wrong. How the bloody hell do you say that? Pros and cons. What is going on, everybody? Hello, Daniel. How How's doing? your week been? Good, mate. Yeah, it's been good. Been good? Yeah, busy. Very busy. Yeah, we've both been busy, mate. Back at training, so you Back must be training. crazy busy again. Very tired. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, hey, season. Yeah, good, mate. The... Back to long days, but I had enough of my holidays of sitting on the couch doing nothing. Um, so it's good to get back into a routine. Yep. See the boys, have fun there. It's a great vibe down there at the moment, mate. So good. It's uh, it's going well. Now it was um, the draft the other day, uh, two days ago, I think. Draft for was uh, well last night. Last night as well. Yep. Last two yep. nights. Yep. Last two nights. Yep. So we picked um, up some young kids. How much do you get involved in that? Are you Did one of those watch it vet- <laughs> veterans who don't give them anything? These new boys that come into the club. Are nah, you, you one of those guys? <laughs> no, nah, you definitely give it. To, I was I, I was actually going to potentially house one for. So I housed the two boys last week for last year for a week, yep. their first week um, coming to the club. And then I was meant to do it again this Sunday for a week. But then we drafted four in the draft in the, um, well, even now five in Chibbard. Um, we drafted five from Victoria. So Oh, cool. So I already live here. Yeah, already See. live here. One's from, I think, maybe Mount Isa. He might go in with someone else. But I was like second or third down the list of if we had a couple of states. So, well, fortunate, unfortunately, I don't have to do that for a week. Yeah. Um, but it was good to get to know the boys. I think it was, yeah, well, it was. It was Noah Gown and, and um, Bradenham last year. So they, they stayed with me for a week and that was great. And then, uh, yeah, it was potentially going to happen this time. So I do talk to the, the younger fellas, mate. But Did you give them a, sh- did you give them a message? Uh, Stay stern, out of my way, yeah, something like that. That's exactly <laughs> what it was, yeah. Stern talking to. No, it was funny with the boys last year. They... um. I think they were afraid to eat too much at dinner time, but then they would get like midnight snacks during the night. They'd go to the pantry. <laughs> well, because you're cooking for them. Well, yeah, I'm cooking for them. And I don't care what they eat. They can eat whatever they want. But I think it was like they were trying to like sneak to the pantry and get food when I wasn't there. Or I'd get up in the morning, they were already like hummed down and then like, like froze when you saw me. And then I was like, mate, you can eat whatever you want. Sounds like you care. putting them on rations. Yeah, Sounds like Yeah, you. putting on rations, yeah. <laughs> it was just funny. But uh, yeah, so I don't have to do that this year. So, But I didn't I didn't actually watch the draft. I, um, I was out last night, but... I, uh, yeah, once you get the text of all the boys' numbers, send them a big group text together and uh, welcome to the club. So that was good. I watched it. The bloody confusing, I tell you, with all these new sort of um, ability to bid on. Bidding, academy bidding players. And, oh, and, academy yeah. players. But I tell you what, Sauce is on another level. I watched, he, we had pick nine, Carlton, I'm yep. a blues man, obviously. Yep. We had pick nine. He uh, chose a player who was an uh, academy player. Yep. Two academy players he chose in a row and they both got bidded on. Uh, so our pick went from nine to ten to eleven, and then he traded eleven to Gold Coast, oh. and we didn't get. <laughs> so he's just playing all sorts. He's on another level. Everyone, we're all, okay. everyone's on twenty nineteen levels. He's on, you know, twenty twenty seventy yeah. yep. at the moment. He's just on another level. Uh, <laughs> I liked it. Okay. It made it really interesting. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, but. It made it a little bit more interesting than it usually okay. is. Found it interesting though. It made me uh, reminisce back to 
the day draft day your yep. draft day 2008 draft day yep which was at your your mum and dad's house yes and we were all, all a bunch of the boys were there and i was there yes and we were sitting around a radio yeah listening it was unbelievable. for you to get drafted yeah. and the whole draft was just on that it was a saturday at two o'clock wherever it started saturday at two o'clock and the whole draft goes from yep. start to finish yep and just we, just, we just sat around the radio, like I know. 10, 10 of us guys. You know. Sounds like it's the 1980s. I know. It was how, old, how old are we? I know. <laughs> and it now it's televised uh, and you probably would have been in the room. Yeah, I um, know. And it's over two days now. It's it's completely evolved. But um, that was kind of, it was kind of good because you I just... I like that. Yeah, yeah. Just, you were at home around your mates besides maybe the top 10, but... The good old days. And, yeah, the good old <laughs> days. And, and yeah, it was, it was a radio. So you couldn't actually see anything happening it was just you had to hear and listen to your number yeah i remember everyone was real quiet when it was getting you know towards you you had a feeling about a few teams so we yeah. knew that we were real quiet around them and yeah. i think your parents were in an, and and another some of your family room, yeah. were in the other room with another radio yes yeah. <laughs> well i remember i actually didn't hear my name getting called out i heard my number that's and then right. a few people knew my number, so everyone erupted. That's so right. I never actually heard my name. Yeah, we all out. memorized the number when you came in. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was cra- what a crazy thing yes. to think about now. Crazy times now. Um, yeah. So today's a big day, mate. We've got a, a great guest. Who uh, is our guest, today. mate? Tell us. Well, hopefully you know because uh, we, we, I'm hoping you've done I, some research. I've done a lot. Of, you'll, you'll see later on. I reckon I've done a lot of research. Yes. Okay, yep. Michelle Battersby, mate. So she, um, she was actually the person to bring out and start Bumble. Yes. In Australia. Uh, and for those who don't know, Bumble it, uh, started as a dating app. I think it's still a dating app. Dating, friendship app, and business app. And a business networking app. Yep. So all those things in one, created by uh, a person. Uh, She's a got lady, a great story. A lady named Whitney, hmm. who also um, was a founder in Tinder, I think, yep. originally. Yep. Um, so she, she started that here in Australia, uh, Michelle did. Yep. And now she's over at, been brought over to Keep It Cleaner. Poached. Which is, uh, poached, poached across. By... Our, our very own, the podcast yes, very, own, very Steph, own, Steph Claire Smith. We and claim her. Her business partner, Laura Henshaw. So yep. um, so that's going to be real interesting to have her on, mate. She's got a real, obviously, amazing business now. Yes. Uh, a really smart person. And she's just moved from Sydney to Melbourne, I believe. Yep. So we might, uh, we might chat to her about ask that. ask her about that, yep. And I've got a really interesting little quiz for maybe for Yeah, I'm a bit you. nervous, mate, because uh, I'd stitched her up last week you on that quiz. So I'm wondering what you're going to come up with. Yeah, uh, so I'm excited for this one. And I'm wondering, what happens. I'm wondering if Michelle knows anything about AFL. So we'll, uh, we'll Yeah, that'll that. be interesting. Yes. <laughs> she probably doesn't actually tend to think of it. Probably should have thought of that before I'd already done the questions and organised them. But that's very all right. True. But we're no multiple problem. choice in here. So we, we, uh, yeah, we create yes. a bit of content for people. Absolutely. All right, let's get straight into it. Done. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you for coming in. Thanks. Welcome to Melbourne. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about where you came from, I guess, so people who, people who don't know what you do and um, I guess who what, you are. Yeah. Yep. So I um, was working for Bumble. I was the first employee at Bumble in Australia. I was like the seventh person they hired globally. Um, I was introduced to the founder, Whitney Wolf, heard by a mutual friend and she was looking for someone to launch Bumble in Australia. So I quit my job. Um, felt like I could do it, just give it a bit of a try. Uh, and worked there for three years, got Bumble to over 3 million registrations, hired the team. Yeah, it's the, been a wild ride. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot there to unpack because I've been, I was reading a little bit about that. So you worked at a bank, mm-hmm. then you met Whitney. So I'd actually never met her. Never met her? Yeah, so I'd been working, I like went to uni obviously, I did a master's in HR and industrial relations. I started working in HR in the banking industry. Yep. I was about 24 and just felt like I wasn't really into it. I couldn't see myself doing it for the rest of my life. 
And probably just as I started to think all these thoughts, um, a friend of mine said she knows this woman, Whitney, who started this app. Yep. She wants someone to launch it in Australia. So um, I was avoiding Whitney for a bit because I was like, mm, this sounds a bit hmm. dodgy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I had heard, you know, she also co-founded Tinder. Um, and Tinder had a bit of a bad reputation in Australia at yep. that time. So I was a little hesitant. Had you heard of Bumble? I'd never heard of Bumble. And wow, I'd never yeah. used a dating app. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd always had a boyfriend. Um, so pretty inexperienced in the dating world. Um, but I didn't – Whitney was just really persistent. Like she kind of wouldn't let me go, added me on – Added me on Facebook, is that what people did? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And um, just kept emailing me and w- as this one email came through, there was a meeting room available like across the hallway from me so I just ran into it and um, ended up on the phone to her for about an hour and it was just this really strange connection that we had. Like I often think about it and she's said she remembers feeling the same things. I just had goosebumps. I believed everything that she was saying. She told me what the mission of Bumble was. Um, the culture sounded amazing. She told me that she was going to make – Bumble, like the Facebook for people that you don't know. You know, on Facebook you've got all your friends, but where do you go to meet people outside of your immediate circle? Um, And I just really bought into that and felt like that could work. Um, So I'd never met her. I'd never met anyone else in the team. That was in November 2016 and I just hit the ground running. Um, I started my own company because Bumble didn't have an entity in Australia. So I had to prove that it actually was going to work here and that Australia was a country worth investing in. So... I had a goal I had to get to um, and once I reached that goal, they created an entity. Wow. So So you built Bumble as a different business first to prove it. I guess it was like I was a consultant trying to hit this goal. Cool. Yeah. So it was quite a big risk really. Um, Like it was pretty scary Um, and I didn't meet anyone until I think it was June the next year. So I'd just been by myself and I then I slowly hired a couple more people but I'd never actually met Whitney and I'd never met anyone else working (laughs) for Bumble Um, and it wasn't until I got invited on our company retreat which was at the most insane (laughs) house I've ever been to in my life in Mexico and there were 40 people working at the company um, and I was obviously one of them so I like flew over to Mexico by myself in June the next year and that was the first time I ever met anyone else who worked for Bumble. Um, (laughs) How scared would you have been of just like flying over and then there's been no one there, just some weird dude or something? (laughs) I was actually terrified when I landed because I hadn't really thought it through. Like my bank card didn't work, my phone wasn't working and I was in Mexico and I just got in this cab with an address. I was like, I could die. something you do, isn't it? What a a catfish. (laughs) (laughs) It would be unbelievable. Yeah, it was crazy. But talk us through, so you're 24 years old, so – just a little bit of insight. So us as athletes, we get approached all the time by people like that um, who want to either promote an app or a new business, that kind of thing. You spoke about connection. What what was it about Whitney and what was your mindset when she said, let's do this and you just you just went and did it? You quit your job and you went and did it. Like not many 24-year-olds just attack something like that. So what what was the one thing you reckon you could pin down that why you made you do it? It was definitely the culture. So I'd been working in the banking industry in HR, which is um, heavily female dominated. Um, So I was working with a lot of women, but honestly, I wasn't really enjoying the culture. Like banking is really rigid, structured. There's obviously a lot of men that work in banks. um, And I felt like it created this really strange dynamic being in this full female department. I don't know. It was, it was quite savage to be honest. And I was pretty young when I got my job. Um, 
And yeah, I, there were some incredible women that I worked with, but there were also a lot that um, I didn't really look up to. They were more setting an example of like what I never wanted to be. Um, So when I spoke to Whitney, it was, everyone says this today, so it doesn't sound all that impactful, but it was this women supporting women mentality and just this amazing culture that she was telling me she'd created and Bumble BFF existed at that time. So it wasn't just a dating app. It was also for finding friends. Um, And she was talking about women, you know, connecting with other women via the app. So it was the cultural side of what she was creating that I loved and the fact that she wanted to spread that message, you know, to the world, which she's done. Yes. So that was what got me. Do you consider her your mentor? Yeah, I mean, I guess she was more my boss. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I definitely like still have a great friendship with her now. Obviously, I have resigned since resigned from Bumble, but I did it in a very considerate way. You know, I I told her I would do something. Like I told her I would launch Bumble in Australia and I'd make it successful. And I was doing it a lot for myself, but I also never wanted to let her down. So. Mm. The decision to leave Bumble was a really hard one for me because I I didn't really feel like I was done. Like I, I could have done more to grow it, but I probably had done all I could do from a personal perspective in terms of what I was working on from a day-to-day. Yeah. So how did you go from, I guess, corporate world and banking to like having to market an app mm. when I assume you hadn't really had much of a touch point in marketing or no. any of that area before and all of a sudden you have to get people to use this. Yeah. Mm. I really had to throw everything I'd ever learned like out the window because I was really used to following, following processes and policies and then all of a sudden I'm starting my own thing and no one's telling me how to do it. Um, and it was a little frustrating at first because I was so used to structure so I had to forget that I really knew anything about that. Um But I think it's really easy to market something when you understand the product and you are the demographic. So it was a very, very simple goal when I started. It was create, like build the brand and make it cool. That was literally it, just build a cool brand. And the first thing I've had to do, Whitney was like, just throw the best party your friends have ever been to Mm -hmm. and just gave me this budget to do it. Uh, And I was like, I think I can do that. Yeah, (laughs) It's a good starting point. Yeah, but it was about... I applied it all to myself at first because I was never a person that would have used a dating app. But I was like, I want to get people like me on it. If I can get people like me and all my friends on it, then I feel like it'll be cool. It'll be an attainable brand. And like, these are the kind of people, if you knew they were on a dating app, Mm. you'd probably want to go on it as well. So I just applied everything to what I liked and what all my friends liked first. So it was really as simple as asking everyone I knew, like, what do you think of the coolest venues in Sydney? What do you think the best events in Australia are? And then just like, ticked them off. So I heard you, well, I read that you targeted those kind of people you want to employ as university and younger generation. Did you have many knockbacks? People just going, nah, like you're talking this app, like you're talking crap, I'm not going to work for you kind of thing. Did you have a lot of problems with early on trying to get people on board? Yeah. So when it was just me, it was, I, I actually moved back in with my parents because I was so scared. Like, what if this woman's pulling my leg? I'm never going to get paid. Yeah. So <laughs> I was renting in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I moved back in with my parents and I actually started working at like the shopping, like a retail store I used to work at at uni because I knew the owner. I was like, can you just give me a couple of shifts? I'm a bit scared about what I'm about to do. <laughs> so I went back and worked at this retail store whilst I set it all up. I was working in my bedroom and I just started picking people that actually did have experience in marketing because I was a bit scared. Like I've never done this before so I need people who know what I don't know and they were all the ones that said no. Mm. So like – 
tough. Probably the first five to ten people I asked said no and I just remember thinking like, oh, I'm going to make you regret this. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yep. Perfect you'll be it. coming back to me and you'll be wanting a job and I'll say no. Has that <laughs> happened? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not, not directly. Yeah. Nah, they would never ask. <laughs> <laughs> Too embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, they said no. So – but when I reflect on that, I don't think it would have worked if I'd actually got those people. Like if I mm. ended up employing people who did have the marketing experience, I feel like they would have brought me like textbook answers yep, right, and, yep. a pro- and that kind of Not an approach. Not real world approach, yeah. yeah. So like the university stuff you were talking about. Yep. So the way that Bumble really blew up in the US was by its college marketing program and like that was something that other apps had done as well. Yep. And I think it's something like – in America, there's more millions. I, I think I'm pretty sure it's lo- a larger than the population of Australia. Yeah, those words don't make sense. But there's 25 million people who live in Australia, right? Yeah, and Going more than 25 university. million people start at college in yes. America. Yes, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So to target those Definitely. people is a huge influx of youngins that you can just get on your product. Yeah. So that is how it had really blown up in the states, and that this was probably one of the things that attracted Whitney to me was. When I worked at Citibank, I managed the graduate recruitment program for a year. So I hired like all the investment bankers and I was used to going to universities and like trying to convince these really smart kids why they should choose our bank over someone else's bank. So I Mm. knew how to run those kinds of campaigns, I suppose, and like go to careers fairs and like talk to young kids and like get them to like you yep. so they choose your company. Yep. Um, so that was one of the first things that I did. I, I did hire a younger girl that was still really attached to the university scene because I felt like I was already out of it by then um, and I got her to work on that program. So they were called the Bumble Honeys. Um, <laughs> yeah. <Great laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were called the Honeys um, <laughs> and they were amazing. Like when we launched it, there was this huge – increase in registrations and like I still speak to a few of them and I'm so grateful that they were the first ones who like bought into it and wanted to wanted to be a part of it so we'd like go to like campus <laughs> parties and stuff <laughs> I was definitely the oldest person there <laughs> um but yeah that was one of the first things that we did and it really worked what was it like meeting Whitney for the first time after you'd had all this connection <coughs> with her and the connection over the phone and then obviously done a lot with her Yeah, I was so scared because it had been, I don't know, yeah, like six months Mm. and everyone thought I was great. And then (laughs) when I went over to Mexico, I'm like, what if they meet me in real life and hate me? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not this person that I've been via email or via the phone and because I was the only person going over from Australia, it was pretty daunting. I can recall like nearly crying actually. Who did you first meet when you walked in that party? (laughs) <laughs> Who was the first person you went to? Well, was it Whitney or? Well, this is the strangest part. So I flew a day early um, and I was at that point reporting into a girl in London. So she kind of oversaw all the different country leads. So I flew a day early and Louise, my manager at the time, also flew over a day early so she could meet me because I'd never met her. Um, and it was 2am and we were sharing a hotel room. <laughs> so I was just asleep like in the bed that we're meant to be sharing, meeting for the first time. Oh, wow. So that was like strange but yes. great. She just walks into the room at 2am and I'm Thank like, Thank God you're hey. a female. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God you're not some weird random yeah. person. But I like loved, loved her and it felt great like meeting her because I don't think she'd met much of the, uh, the rest of the team either. Yep. Um, and then we had this lunch at this hotel Classic Bumble was like the St. Regis or something in Mexico and every single person was there already eating. Louise and I were late. Um, so, yeah, Whitney was the first person I saw and it was a bit of a 
yeah, strange moment, but incredible. Like she's so, she's so young. She's only 30, um, you know, wow. has okay. been Forbes 30 under 30 and times like most 100 most inspiring people. Um, you forget that she's so young and really quite relatable. Mm. Um, but then, you know, she'll stand up in front of the whole company and say something and you are kind of reminded of how insane she is. Well, insane if she's setting up, you know, shop over the world without even meeting people, that's got, you got to have some balls to do that. Yeah. That's the best lesson that she ever taught me is that in order to scale your business, you've got to trust other people. And that is so like easier said than done. Mm. Um, because when it's yours, you care so much about it and you have such great attachment to it. But I don't think if she, like if she hadn't have let me just run with it the way I did and kind of come up with all these things by myself and really apply it to an Australian market, I don't feel like it would have grown as quickly as it did. Mm. Well, speaking of that trust and you've been in business now for quite a few years, have you trusted someone and then had a, have you got a good story of just being let down from someone you've trusted that you might, well, you've had taken a massive learning experience from? Um, I don't know if I've, I have definitely tried to apply what Whitney taught me to others. You know, I've worked with some amazing people. Like the first person I ever hired, um, a girl called Charlotte who launched the Bumble Honey program. Um, She, I don't think I realised how lucky I was to have found her and just she fully came into it as well and just lived and breathed it. So she has always been someone I absolutely could trust. Same with like the other early hires. I think the only thing, like the only time I really ever feel let down is sometimes it can surprise you you know, you can see so much potential in someone, yep. but like uh, some people just aren't that determined, yes. you know, or yep. like they only want to do, you know, w- what's explicitly asked of them, you know, mm, like yep. they'll never try to go the extra mile. Um, but I think you just can't expect everyone to want to be, you know, at a certain level or go above and beyond what's expected of them. And like, that's totally fine. You actually need those people in a business as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how, sure. how do you deal with those people where you're looking after a team and you have different personalities and you have to find, you have to tailor the way you speak or the way you interact with people. It's just like a team environment where coaches speak with players and they have to, some players love a spray, some players love to be cuddled and yeah. spoken to. Yeah. How, how do you find that as a manager? Interesting. You just say some people love a spray because honestly, <laughs> like, I'm pretty new at Keep It Cleaner, obviously, but like yep. at Bumble there were people I'd worked with for a while and there were definitely people that I felt like I could speak to far more directly yes. mm. and it like really fueled them. Yes. I don't know if they would take my word directly as giving them a spray. Yeah. But then there are other people I noticed where like when you try that approach, they, they just shut down mm. yep. and yep. like I am – definitely a blunt personality so like I would find that extremely frustrating because mm. I'm like how is this not getting through to you mm. but then you realize like you have to go the software approach with I'm just <laughs> yes. not as good at <laughs> but yeah you you do have to adapt like the way you manage people um but also like I was kind of getting to the point at Bumble where I was starting to hire other senior people as well which was making all of that so much more you know so much easier because yeah. then it was like I could just give the direction or provide people with the strategy and be more of a leader and more of a coach. Like Mm. that was a hard thing to go through because when I started, it was me and I was like a player, you know, like I was doing everything and across everything. Mm. And then as it grew, I had to go through this strange transition where it's like, actually, I'm not like one of the people on the field anymore. Like I've got to coach everyone and I need to be, I need to step out of this role. Um, And that was hard because I never wanted people to feel like I was going through this transition where I was like, 
better than them or I was like not doing as much work anymore. It was just that the work was taking a different form. Mm. You um, spoke yeah. you, you spoke earlier about parties and, you know, <laughs> getting budget to throw to parties and this yeah. year you guys were a huge, probably the biggest that I noticed. I didn't pay that much attention but the biggest I noticed at the races this year. Yeah. Um, mm. There was a lot of controversy around the races this year, more than I've ever noticed, I think, and we, I think we might have just touched on it slightly. Yep. Uh, they, were, they had a 20% of 20% down in attendance this mm-hmm. year, which is quite big. And then you guys donated, I think it was $130,000 to yep. horse welfare. Yeah. How hard was that period of time to either, to both cop the criticism, which was coming because I, I noticed it, mm. um, as well as then make the choice to stay and continue to do it and, and then also obviously donate? Yeah, that was a really challenging time. But to be honest, it was it's probably one of the proudest moments I've had whilst working at Bumble in terms of how we managed that situation. Um, so it was really horrible what came out. You know, you can't turn a blind eye to that. Um, we had already committed to our sponsorship of the Melbourne Cup and honestly we saw incredible return from it the year prior Um, but to have all of that come out in the media you know as a brand that has a really strong mission and voice um, we couldn't just sit back and not engage in the conversation Um, and that was challenging because um, working with the VRC you know that's a very traditional old brand I think they've been around for like 150 years and then you've got Bumble like this five-year-old brand um, who's really progressive so it was working closely with the VRC to really come up with something that worked well that they were supportive of you know Um, so we did donate $130,000 to Off the Track which is a horse um, welfare program which aims to retrain and rehome racehorses Um, But it was quite daunting going in on Derby Day, to be honest, because I didn't really know what to expect. We hadn't seen any – like no one had pulled out from Australia, but we obviously did have our international guest pull out. Um, So we were a bit unsure of what we'd get on the day. Who Um, was that supposed to be? Lana Condor. Okay. So she's in that Netflix movie to all the boys I've ever loved. Okay. So um, she pulled out, but – no one from Australia pulled out and I yep. kind of feel like that's because a bit of co- bit more context is there yep. um, around it. Yep. I'm not sure what Bumble will do moving forward. Like the Melbourne Cup is an incredible activation. Like we had 900 pieces of press coverage. Yeah, wow. So like the amount of people that engage with it um, is great. But yeah, their attendance numbers are down and obviously it's a business decision. So yep. it's all about what return you get off the back of it. Um, do you see it changing? I think it will 100% change. Yeah. It just has to evolve. For the Melbourne Cup to stay around, some serious changes need to occur. Um, so, I, And I think that's really up to the, the industry. Like for brands to continue sponsoring that event, they'd have to come out with some pretty hard statistics over the next 12 months around equine welfare and a de- serious decline in horses that are like dying at those kinds of events yep. or some stats and data on where these horses are going. Yep. Um, and if they can't come out with that information, I don't understand how brands will be able to continue align themselves with that event. I just think consumers are smarter and they care more about these kinds of things and it's seriously taken a turn over the past couple of years. Yeah. Now we'll get to kick in sec, your new role, but obviously Bumbles is a very successful business um and you've spoken about sorry and you've spoken about um bumble had a clear vision and you never strayed from that in one of the things i was reading you're saying how did you develop such a big uh, sorry such a consistent and successful business operation and plan 
through that period of it starting in Australia? Yeah, I think a lot of it is Whitney, honestly. Like she there, – there was always a problem to solve um, and that was – honestly her goal was to end misogyny. So yeah. she co-founded Tinder, ended up leaving um, – you can Google it around yep. sexual harassment yep. claims um, and just had a really negative experience there. So she turned a negative into a positive. That's why on Bumble women make the first move. Yep. So the goal was always to end misogyny, like to put women at the forefront, to market towards women um, and – just to create – it was always going to be a social network. Obviously, like BFF and Biz came in yep. later. Um, but the mission just never changed. Yep. You know, like the business evolved but the values and the goal never did and yep. you never really looked out of your lane. Like yep. don't really pay much attention to competitors because it's like we've got our thing so let's just do it well. Um, but I think if you don't have a clear goal mm. and like a, a voice, you know, from the moment we started in Australia I was actually just – I just sent an email to Laura and Steph about this, about like who is the Bumble girl, yeah. you know? And one of our girls actually was Steph. Like we wrote a list of all these people that we view as being the Bumble girl. And it was mm. like Jacinta Franklin, Chrissy Teigen, Steph Claire Smith, all these like global stars and local stars. And yeah. so every time you did something, it was like, does this fit that woman? Yeah. shouldn't right. say girl, but woman, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, and just – staying really true to yourself and the way that we would talk on social media or interact with people, it was always in the same tone of voice. So there are like a few basics like your values, your mission, your tone of voice and you just stick to them the yeah. whole time. Yep. Yeah. You've gone from one massive amazing female entrepreneur now to young, well, probably similar age, not that far off age actually, in, in Steph and Laura mm. um, and that team that they've got going on there. How's that transition been from – Whitney, who you couldn't, didn't meet for six months, yeah. <laughs> to Steph and yeah, Laura. amazing. I mean, I always had this feeling that my next job would probably come from someone I'd met whilst at Bumble because I panicked for a bit. I'm like, fuck, what do I do after this? <laughs> like, <laughs> where do I go? Yeah. What have I learnt? Um, Did they have an elevator pitch for you to get you on? Yeah, so I, I met Laura. So when we launched Bumble Biz in Australia, Laura was a biz ambassador. Mm. So that was the first time I'd met her. Um, we used her as one of the faces of biz. She was incredible, loved what her and Steph were doing. Um, it was probably in July. Was it what year? This year. Yeah. It was in July <laughs> this year. Um, Laura had told me that they were starting to – they were considering hiring a more senior role. And like, would I be interested in talking about it? And I just knew from the moment she said that, that if I went down this road, I would have to make a difficult decision. So I was hesitant to start the conversation with them. But um, yeah, I ended up just meeting up with them. They told me their plan for the business, what this role was going to be, um, if I was interested. And I just felt like if I declined I would always wonder like what that would have been like mm. um and I did feel like I'd reached this point like I could have continued you know being promoted at Bumble but essentially my work wouldn't be any different you know yeah. um so was ready for a new opportunity and I see so much potential in their business and love what they're doing and one of the things that attracted me to the Whitney and Bumble opportunity was the fact that you know like what what app that has millions of people on it is investing in Australia, you know, in such an early stage of their business. Mm. I just thought an opportunity like this would never come along ever again. So it's so exciting that, you know, over the past three years, there are women in Australia starting apps that are yep. doing incredible things. Like yep. three years ago, I wouldn't have known where to even look for an opportunity like that. So 
Um, I think it's great what they're doing and great that it's an Australian brand and hopefully we can make it as big as Bumble. So you've gone from <laughs> you've gone from throwing parties to now <laughs> having to do workouts every day. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I'm so going? off those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have do you, do you do it with them or So they've made me do one yeah. workout. I mean it's been two weeks. Yeah. I've done one workout. It was actually good. I love the That's recipes. Good. Yeah, yeah, it was That's great. A good thing. Yeah, they're really good. Um, no, honestly, like whilst at Bumble, I definitely neglected myself, not because of the company, like just because of me and the kind of person I am. I just prioritized the job. Um, it was probably pretty unhealthy. Like I was traveling a lot. I used to be really active. I stopped doing any form of exercise. I was like eating out a lot, always getting Uber Eats. Um, so I am definitely thankful that this new role lends itself to a healthy way of living, to be honest. Um, but Laura's made it pretty clear, like, I've got a jumper with McDonald's on the front. <laughs> she was like, you can never wear that in here. So I've actually been wearing it to bed like this oh, week. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's great. But yeah, I, I think like Keep It Clean is all about balance. Mm. You know, it really is. And like it's about working out and eating healthy whenever you want to. Um, so I honestly do use the app and I'm loving the recipes because I do really like cooking. Mm. Um, and if I can cook something I like eating that actually has vegetables in it, like even better, um, mm. which they have those kinds of recipes. Um, mm. I don't know, maybe in six months from now I'll be super fit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. What uh, So what ultimately made you make the jump from – um, Bumble to Keep It Cleaner because you've spoken about connections a couple of times today. So was it the connection you made between Steph and Laura or was it the connection they have with them and their business vision for fitness and health and um, promoting that within the women's space? Yeah, it's definitely the fact that they target women and, yep. you know, Bumble was about empowering women to yep. make the first move and Kick is all about influencing women to live healthy, healthier lives and be, yep. you know, just a healthier version of themselves in whichever way they want to. It's not about like a 12-week challenge. It's not about putting pressure on people to look a certain way. It really is about body positivity. So I love that and that's definitely, you know, along the same lines as what Bumble was all about. Um, but also it was the fact that I had been in this company that was so small and was so big and I wasn't at HQ. So yep. there were different challenges that I faced whilst at Bumble. Um, so I was really excited to work for an app where I could actually be at its headquarters and I'm already getting exposure to so much more just from being in the same country um, than I was at Bumble. So, like, for example, it's amazing that Kick have their app developers, like, a couple of blocks away. Mm. Um, we only had a few developers at Bumble and they were all based in London. Yep. Um, and you couldn't really influence the product. The product was amazing, like no offence to them. It's yep. not, not what I mean, but I love learning those kinds of things. Um, so I'm really excited to be more involved in that. And even like financial modelling and running my own P&L, like I always had a CFO, so they would do that kind of thing for me. Um, but keep it clean and have outsourced their finance function and they come in once a week. And so I'm already learning things that I wasn't exposed to whilst at Bumble. So it's, yeah, th those are the things I'm excited about. Amazing. Well, uh, test your knowledge here. You've been there oh, two weeks. Yeah, shit. <laughs> What's your favourite <laughs> meal? In the supermarket at the moment from Keep It Cleaner. Oh, favourite meal? Yeah, from them, yeah. Or from oh, you okay, guys so now, it's, yeah. Well, I've well, been, I don't know it's if you've the raspberry, the meals yet. raspberry lemonade. 
Raspberry lemonade. Yeah. Oh, okay. Does a raspberry lemonade count as a meal? What is uh, that? Yeah. What, what, is, what is, is it? Like, well, they've just got oops. these fridges full of product, and honestly, it's been two weeks, but it's a huge fridge, and it was full when I started, and there's like one bottom, <laughs> bottom shelf left. Is it a, dr- <laughs> the a drink? Of that? It's a drink. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Raspberry yeah. lemonade. I don't great. know if that counts actually. Yeah, it's well, just a bottle. Have you had drink, one of the pastas or anything yet? No, sorry. I've had the I've had the protein ball, like the bliss balls and protein bars. Awesome. Yeah. The bliss balls are good. Yeah, yeah they're great. Them, yeah. Don't worry. In like seven more days, I'll have tried everything. Yeah, you haven't been here two weeks. You just moved from Sydney. You've got a yeah. lot to do with them. Yeah. So it, I think uh, it's fair to say that you had Whitney who has started Bumble Massive. I guess you would consider her an influencer in the business space, but also just influencer in general. Steph, massive influencer as well. And Laura, both influencers, considered influencers. How do you feel about the influencer market? I'm assuming it was a big part of your time at Bumble getting people who are influencers. Yeah, 100%. Definitely leveraging social media um, and people who align to the brand is so important um, because you want to capture their audiences because, you know, their audiences will be interested in your product. Um, So that was a huge part of what we did at the start of Bumble. And, you know, obviously we've worked with Laura and Steph whilst at Bumble as well. Um, Yeah, you got to do it. Well, (laughs) I mean, it's crazy because there's there's some stats that they released recently. I think it was last week, 8 billion is currently being spent on influencer marketing and they reckon by 2022 there'll be 15 billion spent so it's there's a massive growth that they see in this space so yeah. i mean and, and be, you're currently employed by two influencers i guess which is crazy to think about and then whitney before that as well so i guess what what would what do you see your what's your point of view on the direction that you think it's heading in terms of how brands would work with them and then how influencers will be able to manipulate and change and grow because things are changing every day. Everyone knows what's going on now and the the platforms are changing so fast as well. Yeah. I mean, I think someone like Whitney, you know, she was never an influencer. She was honestly just a normal person Mm. um, who started an incredible brand and because of the power of that brand, she built a huge online following but, you know, they're all following her because she's a really inspiring businesswoman. And I think with Laura and Steph – they were obviously super smart, you know, like they started a business before a lot of other people with huge online followings did. And I think that's a that's great because they could identify the opportunity there. Um, and not everyone can do that. Like some people have huge followings and they'll try to start a business and it won't be successful. Like mm. it's actually very hard to run a business. Most businesses fail in their first year. Most yep. businesses who make it through that first year fail in their second year. So I think that Laura and Steph definitely leveraged their social platforms for the initial launch of Keep It Cleaner. But I think what's exciting now is that it's really evolving into quite a huge business. Um, I guess part of the reason why I was hired is now really to take it to that next step and really to look at how we can be marketing across multiple different channels, not just leveraging social media um, so heavily, but it is 100% a great way to build initial traction Mm. um, around a brand. But then, of course, you've got to look at all the people who like – you've got to try and capture all the people who don't know about Laura and Steph or who have never heard about Keep It Cleaner. So looking at ways to capture new audiences. Awesome. I think it's time to stitch you up 
because Ooh, last okay. week <laughs> I stitched him up last um, week. Yeah, <laughs> I stitched up last week. We so <laughs> thanks to Colonial Brewing Co, who are our sponsor, uh, we have an amazing quiz that we've start we started last week, yes. and you threw me under the bus with some questions that I had no idea well, about. We've each got a chance because I true. do one week, you do the other yep. week. Yeah. So now we're going to do our quiz. So it's our special Colonial quiz, which we haven't opened for now. Welcome to the Colonial Quiz. <laughs> that was so high tech. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Budget's that a lot. That, program. that was just me opening a bit <laughs> and having a sip. So the, how the quiz is going to work, you're each going to have three questions and whoever gets the most right wins a slab. Wins a sure. slab yes. Okay. Of Colonial. <laughs> okay. And I believe we have... Do you drink beer or... No, yeah. I'll give it to my There's boyfriend. There's some sours. We have sour. We have sour. And, cool. and you will like the sour. It's okay. amazing. Sours are unbelievable. So I, have okay. a, I actually have a box of sour here. Yeah. So you got to get the qu- you got to get questions right first. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to rotate. Last week you gave me three and then three. Yes. I'm going to give you guys one and one and one. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're going to rotate. Fine. We'll go your way. No we're going to do it my way. Yep. All right. So first question to you, Michelle. Ooh, yep. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> David has kicked 125 goals in his career. What significant game did he kick the winning goal in the on the siren in 2009? Was it A, dream time at the G? B, the semi-final, C, Anzac Day, or D, Good Friday. Oh, hang on. He's gone four. I had three options like A, B, C. Yeah. Oh, well. You can't oh do four. Who does three? So I'll look after, I guess. I do only three, so it's okay, yeah, 33% yeah. chance. He's giving you 25. That's a bit I've stiff. watched one game of AFL my whole life. Oh, hopefully it was this one. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go C. Which one was C? Anzac Day. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And as you can tell, <laughs> do you have any clue about that? I was actually watching your face. Oh, okay. I was trying to see if oh. I could read on you which Stop one's the right one. Did I give something away? Yeah, your face, you kind of lit you internalized a bit I internalized. on scene. No, he, li- he lit <laughs> up on Anzac Day, didn't he? Anytime you mentioned it, people. he lights right up. <laughs> Did you also like that we have the ding in our ears? Well, I've established I'm never playing poker, especially yeah. <laughs> no, ever. don't play poker against David. <laughs> yeah. okay. Clearly, I have a tell, and thank you for pointing that out. Okay, David. Yep. Michelle launched Bumble Biz. Now, did you launch that in? Was that the first in the world when no. it launched? No. I saw. Okay. I know exactly what article Someone, you read. Yeah, that. yeah. It did sound like I came up with Bumble Biz. I was like, let's keep that one up. Yeah, yeah. We'll keep for that sure. one live. Anyway, regardless, <laughs> you launched it here. Yeah. Uh, Bumble Biz. This is. Yeah. Um, what is the tagline for Bumble Biz? A. B. The CEO. B. Create buzz. C. Let's get busy. D, learn what all the buzz is about. Oh, God. I actually just read this on the way <laughs> here and I've forgotten about it. Um, uh, what was B? What? Uh, create buzz. Nah, I'll scrap that. I hope it was. That one's terrible. Yeah. Give me C and D again. C uh, is let's get busy. And D is learn what all the buzz is about. Yeah, so I reckon you're quirky. So I reckon it definitely like the, I'd scrap away A and B. Is it out of C and D? Don't, Do you remember what A was? Don't even. <laughs> yeah, you're a banker actually. What's, what's A? No. <laughs> B what's the A? CEO. Yeah, that. <laughs> All right, this is not fair. You guys <laughs> yes. are helping each other. This is not how the Thank quiz you. is supposed to work. <laughs> <laughs> how did you like my Very other ones true. that I created? Yeah, I thought let's get busy true. was a missed opportunity by, by Bumblebee. So. <laughs> They can keep. Nah, they can keep the that bank. one. I won't. No, I think we won't charge. We did do. Oh no, we did very busy. Oh, there you go. Mm. Okay. B i z z y. Mm. 
Okay. Okay, Michelle. <laughs> yeah. Thank you Michelle for that. Yeah. All right, so we are one all yes. at the moment. It's exciting. Lucky I have a bonus question if we need it. <laughs> Michelle, how many premierships has Essendon won? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't have to. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, well, my tail won't say this. Okay. Internalize it. <laughs> okay, so that's obviously who David plays for. Yeah, I, know. I had to ask <laughs> we had, earlier. Yeah, we had the conversation. <laughs> A, 12, B, 5, C, 19, or D, 16? A. Oh. Wrong. What was it? 16, D. Oh, damn. A bonus question. When was the last one? Yeah. Do we bother? <laughs> Do we bother? What age? Oh, give, a, give him That give seems quite years. a lot. Uh, okay. It's the number one in the AFL with another team. It's mm. a lot. Yeah. Mm. With Carl. Oh, not, not recently. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. No, nah, don't worry about the bonus don't question. Don't worry about the bonus question. No. I think Steph got that one wrong too, but she's an Essendon fan. Yeah, she got it wrong. Yeah. So. We've okay. done a few of these questions with <laughs> Steph too. <laughs> okay. We've done a lot of research for this quiz. You yes. just redid it, did you? Well, yeah, just, just rotating questions through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anytime. If anyone listens to the bo- listens yeah. to us and then comes on, they'll Same know questions. the answers. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. Um, right. Okay, David. Yes. Michelle's partner, Billy, right? Oh, no, I reckon I just gave you this answer Yeah, I reckon before. you might have, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Who do you play for this season? <laughs> Damn it. Has this been given away? <laughs> no, no, okay. no, it hasn't been. A, no, it, hasn't been. <laughs> it, has. a, it hasn't been. Melbourne Storm. B, Melbourne Rebels. C, Sydney Roosters. D, Canberra Brumbies. Canberra Brumbies? Are they even a team? They are. Are they? Yeah. Oh, no, the oh, Raiders. Are they? Mm-hmm. Brumbies? Oh, well, they the are. The Raiders yeah, the are league, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, true. The Brumbies yeah. are, yeah. But I've never heard someone say Canberra Brumbies. I'd grown up. Never just heard that. No, I just heard Brumbies, not, yeah. Mm. Okay, no, fair enough. Um, well, yeah, I've, I did my research, as we do <laughs> you did in the your pod. research in terms I do a of lot of research. Michelle told you earlier. This <laughs> yeah, research the whole yeah, family, yep. Michelle, all that, yeah. And I reckon he plays for the Rebels. Yes. 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 Thought I'd get you on that one. Damn, I shouldn't have helped you. <laughs> yeah. I should just let you run. Okay. <laughs> we just had a one. chat before you walked in. You were too busy. Uh, Annabelle, you keep the score. What's the score? Uh, uh, two, two, yes. one. David's up. Two, one. David's up. Slap my okay. way. <laughs> okay. Sure. Sorry. I'm sorry about this. Um, I'll give you a hint. <laughs> okay. All right. What number does David wear on his back when he plays? There are so many numbers in AFL. <laughs> so many. So many. Well, he gives you a 25% chance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, how about this? I'll, I'll, let me give, I'll let me give A, B, C, just because apparently <laughs> apparently that's fair. I was like, we could say is. A, 11, B, 1, C, 21. Well, I'll say it's got a 1 in it. <laughs> oh, thank you, David. You're so kind. Didn't they all have a 1 in them? <laughs> yeah. I think it, I'm just going to go C. Come oh on, Dave. God. Where Is was the 11? help, David? It's oh. 11. Yeah. 11. I was going to say I had two legs, but no. Okay. Anyway. This is where we come back. So it is. Do a lot of people know this? Well, Are you quite famous? Melbourne people. <laughs> Melbourne, no one knows Melbourne you, people know. Yeah. Not, not Sydney. Yeah. You've been here for two hours. You Are you a big deal? Why are we here? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, Dave. Uh, oh. I'll Google you after and be like, shit. <laughs> This is we're get, we're gonna roll out the last question even though yeah do it anyway over. Uh, David what is I'll the lo- donate my slab to what is the logo for keep your, it cl- your partner all right oh cool thanks yeah. <laughs> what is the logo for keep it cleaner a a dumbbell b a star c Stefan a Laura a, a, an illustration <laughs> of Stefan Laura there's a lot of words in that answer mm-hmm. so. or d winky face d 
Yeah. It's clean, clean sweep this one. Shame. <laughs> what a shame. I had a, I had a good bonus Very question. Which would I started yeah. so well. You did, yeah. I think confidence got to me. You, you know, stopped looking for the towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we'll yeah. still have a slab of sours for you out there. Yeah, anyway. I'll, yeah, I'll donate the slab. Yeah. Yeah. The slab I can't win the slab. My bonus question is going to be about your dog. Oh, what was it? What type of dog is it? Which I think you would have struggled with. Mm. Oh, would I? Okay. <laughs> All right. A, Staffy. B, Chihuahua. C, Golden Retriever. D, French Bulldog. Golden Retriever. My family oh, yeah. dog's a Golden Retriever. <laughs> family we, dog's a Golden Retriever. Actual dog is a Staffy. Uh, yeah, we named three small dogs. I thought I'd go with the outlier. Yeah. Mm. Big dog. Oh, Staffy's still a bit stocky and big. Yeah, true. They're a bit yeah. small. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so what's that? That's a win. That's a win for All David. Right. Well done. done. Thank you. Well yeah. done. Thanks. Well, I didn't, oh, have, yeah. I didn't have a win or a lose last week because I was playing for the two You were playing, exactly. Yep. Yeah, so well, it's hard when you have two guests. Next week, maybe we'll have a. We'll I'll quiz you. All right. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for playing along. Thanks for Thanks. playing. Thanks yeah. for having me. <laughs> and thank you for coming. Uh, and welcome to Melbourne yes. officially. Thanks. You've now been officially welcomed. Enjoy your first. I, I love it so much more already. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yes. Yeah, you weren't loving it when you got here. <laughs> yeah. so, and now you are. So yeah. there you go. Enjoy you, your first summer in Melbourne. Oh, thanks. Yes. <laughs> It'll start in approximately two, one to two months. Yeah. <laughs> but all of January will be 40. So you'll, yeah, you'll love you'll that. Be great. Thanks, Thank guys. You. All right, mate. Another episode done and dusted. I think we're, we're, we're closing in on the end of the year. Yes, we are. Mate, that was a great chat. What a great Thank chat. She's show. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just really love cool. business-minded people that um, just, yeah, like she's, she's just taking an opportunity working in a bank, quit her job. Like just, I mean, as I said, as I said, when we're interviewing her, like we get approached all the time about people asking us to join a business or invest in something and that kind of thing. And you always just yep. dismiss it because you don't really think it's going to work like she did. She said she didn't really think of it at first and then just kept getting chased up by and chased up by. And yeah. it's amazing that uh in the end you take a leap of faith and yeah it's a lot of balls in that and yeah. also the hustle that it needs to, yes. to grow we had winnie on last week talking talking about how he hustled his way into the industry exactly. and, and michelle talking about how she hustled the, the business from the ground up here yes. in australia well, people kept saying no to her i know and yeah. it, it's it's pretty awesome to hear that i think hopefully some people can take some lessons out of that yes. hustle, hustle your way to the top that's the and, way to go and uh now we can convert her to a melbourne night now i know she's well she loves melbourne yeah so love post yeah. this chat post this chat she's loving it <laughs> mate uh great to chat great to see you yes um, enjoy another week you. of training got another big app coming up next week and yep. i want to thank colonial brewing co for sponsoring the podcast again we just walked michelle out with a slab of your well, sours yeah. i won the sours <laughs> you won the sours so they're hers mate we've got to give them to the guests brian jen if you nice. want to give me a slab of sour because i won the quiz daniel didn't give it to me please do Bray came in today and said that you've already requested some <laughs> for, for, for some fa family parties to purchase them <laughs> for christmas as a present and i want to give away who I'm going to give it to because they'll probably listen to this podcast. Well, now they're going to know, aren't they? Yeah, sure. Dad will know. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gifted. You're getting gifted presents. Dad now, loves. Dad loves Colonial. Well, of course he does. Loves the pale ale. Yeah. And actually, at my housewarming, loved the sour. Yeah, we drank it. Yeah, we yeah. hit my brother he in law. That, yeah, he loved that. and Bongo. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I asked to purchase them, not to get them for free. Hello, sitting here. Dad, next I'm not giving you free Christmas gifts. So I'm <laughs> going to purchase them. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Well, thanks to Colonial again for another good app. Uh, we will see. Well, you guys will hear us next week. Yep. And we'll be back then. Done. See you guys. See ya. you. <laughs>